back. It's the double team with Nick Wiggins, my guy Steven Root, and we got some pretty big news to break down here today. Maybe the biggest news in NBA history as far as <laughs> trades come. Am I am I blowing that out of proportion or am I yeah, on the right track there? Day after I'll let you say it, but no, that's that seems crazy to me to think about but it was a big one for sure well think about it though how many trades have immediately made a team the title favorite and it was a three-team trade yeah i mean you know it's not like milwaukee wasn't a title favorite before this move which we'll get to but i mean you know yeah it's it's a big one i mean it's it's on the list as far as all timers go but it just feels kind of crazy to say this is the biggest one ever yeah, well, in a year when Dame is playing the Suns uh, in the finals, we'll be like, damn, it really was. <laughs> but so I'm sure everyone already knows, but we'll break down the details. Damian Lillard has finally been traded, and no, it wasn't to the Miami Heat. Damian Lillard is going to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then the Trailblazers are getting Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first-round pick, and two pick swaps. You're probably wondering, where the heck did DeAndre Ayton come from? Well, it's a three-team trade, and the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. They fill out their bench. They still get, a, I would say, Nurkic and Ayton are in the same level of centers. Like obviously, Aiden's younger and has more potential, but I mean, they're they're right there at like a B grade, right? Yeah, I mean, some people might hear that and immediately think that's crazy to say, but I, I don't think it is. I mean, you've got to definitely say the potential is far higher for Aiden still, just with the age and what we think he can be. But he's he's yet to kind of put it all together for us. You know, that's a constant knock on Aiden. Is he going to be that guy? Because he can be. We've seen moments of it. But Nurkic, I mean, there's a health concern. Can he stay healthy? I kind of like this move for for the Suns a lot. I like it for everybody. I mean, the, the definitely Milwaukee and, and Phoenix. And then I do kind of like what Portland was able to get back. But I, I, I like it for everybody. But Phoenix, I mean, that was a big concern. I mean, still obviously how Beal fits in. But being able to round out your bench with those kind of guys, Little and Keon Johnson, I mean – those guys are are talented young players, probably not going to see the court a ton, but still, I mean, to be able to get those kind of guys on your team, I'm I'm pretty high on on everybody's get in this trade. Yeah, I mean, and so the rumors are that Drew Holiday is going to get traded in the coming days. Trailblazers don't want to keep him. They're not trying to have him be the vet for Scoot. Uh, or Anthony Simons, they want to go ahead and get something back for that. Rumors are maybe the Warriors have some interest mm. in Drew Holiday. So then are we all of a sudden shipping this ball again? I don't know. But uh, would you rather have Drew Holiday or Chris Paul on the Warriors? Mm, that's a crazy that's, question. But I mean, that's pretty tough. I would probably say. I'd probably say Drew. You got to. I think to. he can play off better. He can obviously play defense. You got to. To say that you'd rather have Drew Holiday over Chris Paul, I mean, that's. I think that's not a wild statement. I think anybody who's smart would have to say that. Maybe it's just for the Warriors case. But, yeah, um, you know, that's just a rumor out there. We're not going to dive into that. But yeah. that just well, sounds so kind of crazy. Let's break down. Let's break it down team by team. We're already kind of talking about the Suns a little bit. So the Suns. Everyone was like, their starting lineup is elite. You got Beal, Booker, Grant, and Aiton. And the whole thing was they didn't have any depth. 
Well, now they basically flip Aiton to get a new starting center and three bench guys that are going to play minutes. Grayson Allen, he shoots threes at over 40%, and he can play some defense, and we know that he's a competitor from playing with Milwaukee, so I think that's that might be the sneakiest, like, best pickup in this kind of trade. Um, I do think, like, I wasn't high on the Suns with the Beal thing. Like, I figured they'd be, like, a four seed. Maybe you win a couple rounds, but they're not winning the finals with that lineup. All of a sudden, their title hopes seem more legitimate to me. Yeah, I'm. you're right about Grayson Allen. He was kind of the first name. I was like, oh, that's a nice get for the Suns. I mean, everything the Suns, we worried about the Suns was the depth. And Grayson Allen is the perfect guy to come off the bench and be able to score, be able to hit threes, play with a lot of intensity. Um, you know, still a lot to be figured out there, but everything we were worried about the Suns, I think this kind of, I don't know how you could do much better in trying to solve those issues than what you were able to get out of this deal. So, I mean, Suns are dangerous in the West. Can they play together? Can they all stay healthy? Uh, that will, I mean, look, that's key for everybody, but I mean, I feel like the Suns especially, um, but I dig it. You kind of remove that Aiton weirdness. I mean, that that thing that's been hanging out there, going back to Monty Williams and, you know, Aiton wanting, maybe wanting out of that situation. But just, just remove that. Nurkic will be a much quieter piece who will come in and do his job when he's able. So I, I like that for just you're getting, you know, better by subtraction. You know, it's just something that, who knows if he was really that much of a we'll call it a cancer to the locker room that I just sounds a little harsh, but um, I just like removing that, putting a solid piece in Nurkic. Um, so I'm all for it with the Suns. I, I like their bench now. I think their bench is is legitimate at this point. So I'm I'm pretty bought in. That's not going to take over the number one spot in the West, but I I definitely dig what they did. Another interesting thing is, you know, they were just in the finals, what, two years ago playing against Milwaukee. And now I think the only player from that team that's still on the Suns is Devin Booker. Everyone else brand new. I know. Crazy. Crazy. But, you know, just the poor Miami Heat, once again, trying to trying to get somebody in, in exchange for maybe a package centered around Tyler Hero. Man. Tyler Hero, not not the piece that other teams seemingly want, but they they come away with nothing here. They're not a part of it. They're watching three teams in the league make major moves, and they're not they're not one of them. I don't know. And and now it goes back to the team that should have been in the finals to me was Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Denver. That would have been your real compelling, legitimate finals. Yeah, the story of Miami was great. But Milwaukee getting bounced when they did, that that just shouldn't have happened. It did. But, you know, they could have came back with exactly what they had, getting bounced in the first round and still been just as scary. Still been the right. pick by, you know, almost everybody to get to the finals. Um, but they go out and do this. That's pretty scary, man. The fact they were able to pull it off. I'm, I'm all the way bought in. You know, maybe that's not entertaining for people to kind of think that we have two locked teams for the finals already. I don't know really who's going to be able to mess with the top of the East and West now. I think it's it's locked in, man, and I'm I'm excited to see that. I, you know, it's, it just feels super legitimate at this point that those two are the best teams in the league. Yeah, and look, you talk about Miami. They didn't do anything this offseason. They basically no. were just very confident that 
Dame's agency was going to force him to Miami, you know, saying he's not going to play anywhere else. You have to send him to Miami and Miami just being like, hey, this is the offer we're going to give you. This is the best you're going to get. And then all of a sudden, they didn't even get a call back to where, hey, we're going to take this Milwaukee Bucks offer unless you can do something crazy. They didn't even give him that phone call. They just it just happened. And now all of a sudden you look at Miami, you got Jimmy Butler, who's pushing 36, 37. You got. You lose Max Struess. You got Tyler Hero, who no one really seems to be valuing and wanting. I mean, the Miami you Heat, lose. like, they really just shot themselves in the foot. And they all these free agents, like, Miami's always the number one destination. You always see them photoshopped in the Miami Heat jersey. But then here they are, never able to get anyone as of late. So I don't know what's up with that. But I think Miami is on the downswing for sure. And then you talk about the top teams in the East. It's got to just be at this moment, Boston, Milwaukee. Like, that's it. That's your Eastern pick. No one else is coming out of the East. Not Philly with everything they going on. Uh, no one else. And then in the West, I guess it would have to be, like, Denver and the Lakers. I guess the Clippers maybe. The West is a little more different. The East, it's really just two teams. And I guess well, let's start talking, since we're talking about the East. What do you say? It's been that way. I mean, Philly's been the clear number three to Milwaukee and Boston. It's been that way. No change. Um, do you think that Miami would now maybe feel desperate to to make a move and go after Harden? I mean, I don't know what else they do. But you lose you lose Max Struess. Do they do they go after Drew Holiday? They should. They definitely should. When you lose Struess and Vincent, man, I mean, yeah, you can talk about the the stars on the team of Butler and Adebayo. Um, but losing Struess and Vincent, look at the playoffs. Look at what how important those two guys were. They're not making it to the finals without them and taking over at certain points during the playoffs. So, yeah, that's a huge two losses for Miami. Yeah, you, you probably ought to feel desperate to do something. I don't know how much of a help Harden would be sliding in there. Drew would be a solid addition if you can get him. Um, but, you know, tough spot for Miami. I mean, you just think you've got it already figured out and it's going to happen for you. And then, boom, teams that are already better than you get even better. That's, that's got to gotta be tough for them. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess let's go ahead and just start talking about Milwaukee, right? So, Milwaukee, they get rid of basically just Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen. I mean, we don't really care about the picks. Like, let's be honest. And yeah. – so now your starting five is Damian Lillard, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and he's still got Bobby Portis out there coming off the bench, you know, six-man-of-the-year contender. That's right. I mean, that's a solid lineup, man. And, like, you talk about wanting the Nuggets and the Bucks to meet in the finals. I have to imagine that the Bucks are just – watching Jamal Murray Jokic highlights on a loop right now, hoping that Giannis and Dame can somehow become that. You know, Giannis obviously lacks some of that passing finesse that Jokic has, but he makes up for it in his athleticism and his defensive ability and his speed. And then Dame is, ob we I think we all can agree, is better than Jamal Murray. Um, now, he hasn't ever been in part of like a real duo like that before, a star dynamic duo. So I think it will take time for them to get used to playing off and with one another. But, I mean, I think eventually this team, you're going to have 30 points from Dame every night, 30 points from Giannis every night, 20 from Middleton. Brooke Lopez is going to be in that defensive player of the year conversation just like Giannis is. I mean, there's no way this team 
doesn't at least go to the conference finals and lose to Boston or beat them and go to the finals. Yeah, they've they've I mean, man, they're going to be now, you know, you might say that, yeah, Giannis can be fun to watch, but his his offensive bag is limited. We know that we kind of yeah, he's incredible. He, he does the same thing every time down the court, just about makes it work. But, you know, how much of a fun team is Milwaukee to watch? Maybe not so much. You know, they're just buttoned down, do what they do. But Dame definitely increases their watchability to maybe casual fans. Not saying they're boring. You know, Giannis is boring. But Dame adds something else. Dame adds a real superstar personality to that team. Um, and not taken away from Giannis. But Dame's just different personality-wise and his game-wise. So, they're going to be fun. They're going to be more fun to watch than they've well, been. Defensively, how do you stop that team? Like, who are you putting on who? How do you manage sticking Giannis and Dame? You know, Brooke Lopez can hit every three he takes in the corner. You know, Middleton can go off for 40 any night. He's definitely capable of that. Like, how, how do you – I just don't understand how schematically you're going to defend this team. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. I mean – having Brooke Lopez just come off of the year that he just did, you know, he, he came off of an, he's coming off of an incredible year and he's now the perfect center to me. You look, you give me every other center in the league and you can throw Brooke Lopez into an argument and say, look, this guy is dangerous and perfect at what he does in today's NBA, his game, what you want out of a pure five, it's Brooke Lopez. I'm a huge fan. I'm a, absolute believer that he is what you're you know the model of what a nba today's nba five needs to look like so yeah they can spread you out all over the place middleton i mean they're gonna shoot very well from three i mean they're gonna get a lot of good looks and shoot very well i think they're gonna be a top five three-point percentage team this year um and you still got Giannis that can just hammer the paint they're gonna be Super efficient this year. They might take a lot of threes, but I still think they're going to be extremely efficient. When you talk about Brooke Lopez and him being the perfect center, right? Obviously, Jokic is the perfect center, but everyone's looking for a center that can somehow stop Nikola Jokic or hold him from going off for like 50, 10, and 10. And Brooke Lopez is that guy. Brooke Lopez seven one. He's just about as thick as Brook. I mean, as uh, Jokic is. So, yeah. and he knows all the tricks of the trade. So that's like the center you want bodying him up. Like, think about um, Joel Embiid and how he can never have a good game against Mark Gasol, even though he was like forty. It's because Mark Gasol is big and he knows like what to do. Brook Lopez yeah. is that guy. Except Brook Lopez can also give you something offensively and get out of the way for Giannis to dominate in the paint. So it's it's it's, yeah. a, it's a perfect combo. Don't think um, I'm saying that Brooke Lopez is better than. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just I'm not doing that. I was just have... like he's the perfect center if you don't have a Jokic or right. a Embiid. Like he can defend all of them and he can score and get his own shot. I guess um, now, so with Milwaukee is their bench. That'll be a focus now post trade. Is how much do we trust that bench? They don't run very deep. Um, we know they got Bobby Portis and Robin Lopez on the team too. Um, Jay Crowder's there. So, you know, they they don't run super deep now. They've got some young players. The other 
Antetokounmpo, brother. I'm not a believer they need, in They need a guard. They need yeah. a guard, a, a, a solid guard coming off their bench because right now their guard depth is basically Lillard, Connaughton, and Middleton, who I think is more of a small forward anyway. And you know who they could use? Who's that? Drew Holiday. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you, you or give Grayson up, Allen. Or Grayson Allen. You give up those guys, that's okay. Um, I know Isaiah Thomas. You have to. Drew Holiday plus Grayson Allen does not equal Damian Lillard. Like, nah. Milwaukee came out on top easily. Isaiah Thomas said on Twitter, asking Milwaukee if they need a backup. He's still trying to get back I to the I saw a meme where it was like, it was like, OMG, breaking news, uh, star point guard suddenly dropped dead on the court during a game. <laughs> and then it was like Isaiah Thomas commenting oh. on it and being like, hey, yo, if you need a guy, <laughs> I can run it. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah can still play, man. I love Isaiah Thomas. Someone give him a shot. He's he's a leader, man. Put him on a bench somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe here. But the, I the mean, Bucks, they'll get they'll get that uh buyout guy or trade deadline guard. They'll get that Reggie Jackson, that that someone mm-hmm. in that type caliber out there eventually. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, but man, you got to credit a team for not resting on what they've gotten going for it. And this is the absolute example of a team not thinking they got it all figured out. They go out and do something major. Eyeballs will now be on them far more than they were. You know, you got to be a Milwaukee fan or an NBA, you know, hardcore to watch to watch Milwaukee night in and night out, even with Giannis. I mean, that just kind of is what it is and what they've been. I mean, they're not the flashiest team despite the superstardom of Giannis. I mean, it just is that. But that's changed. I mean, a ton of people will now, you know, they'll be highlight reel every night. Yeah, no, they definitely will be. Um, I guess let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers a little bit. Yeah. Well, first off, let's give them their credit. They did not fold. They did not, you know, Oh no, Dame's not going to go anywhere else. We have to take this crappy Miami deal. No, they were like, no, we're going to, we're going to just let you sit here and stew. And at the end of the day, we're going to make a deal. What's best for us. Now they're not going to screw Damian Lillard over and no team is going to trade for Damian Lillard. If they don't think they can give him what he wants. And I think Milwaukee was one of the few teams I was able to get this deal done, but this deal wouldn't have got done if Phoenix wasn't involved. Because I think Portland, their their main thing was getting DeAndre Ayton. This guy's on, what, a four-year deal? He's young. He was the first pick of the draft at one point. You got young guards. You needed a – I mean, it makes sense for them. Now, I'm not the biggest DeAndre Ayton fan. I don't think he's all of a sudden just going to start averaging 25 and 12. I think – I don't know if his mindset is there, but he's still a good player. And then you get Drew Holiday back, who you know you can flip for a pick or maybe even two. And you get the three picks. I mean, they did about as good as they could have done. It's definitely better than that Miami package. Mm -hmm. And now it's Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, and DeAndre Ayton. He signed Grant to that big deal that everybody was confused by. But, I mean, this team isn't horrible. No, I mean, look, I mean, they're – they're playing in the West. They're going to win 30-something games, 30 games. Um, but at least they did something to sort of kind of give them the direction. Yeah, you think that that Drew might be gone, and, and who wouldn't want Drew Holiday? So whether that's a buyout situation or what, whatever. But Shaden Sharp, too, and along with Scoot and Anthony Simons, those are great, great young, we think, young guards. They will be 
and Aiden, I think you're going to see a statistics bump with him maybe being out of the spotlight. Maybe that spotlight was a little bright for him in Phoenix, especially playing with who he was playing with there at the end. Um, well, he was playing not even third banana. He was the fourth, going to be the yeah. fourth banana. Yeah, so I think you're going to see him, you know, lock into Portland. Maybe that'll be a good spot from him for him to to still grow. I mean, he's good, man. We know he's good. The potential's there, but that that spotlight I think does get a little bright for him. So I think this, who knows? I mean, what where is Portland in three years from now? You hope Portland in three years from now, maybe they're competing for a play-in spot. Maybe you would hope. But did I mean, you see yeah. that right after the trade, somebody saw DeAndre Ayton on 2K, his little character on 2K, and he had already bought the new Blazers gear like an hour <laughs> after the trade, and he was uh, playing in the park. God, I hate today's world of NBA players, man. Come on. All right, whatever. Uh, everything is, oh, he unfollowed his team on social media. He's, I hate it. It's awful. I'm old, but I hate it. Whatever. Okay, fine. But, I mean, how good would Scoot Henderson have to be for Portland to be legit in three years? I mean, Scoot would have to be all NBA, something crazy special. What do you mean uh, by legit? I mean, just a a top five seed in the West. How did they get oh, there? That's not going to happen. I know it's not. I mean, I'm just saying, how like phenomenal would Scoot have to be and to get them there? He would have to have a meteoric rise like John Morant did in Memphis. Yeah. Um, and that's just holding a really high standard for somebody. Now, I don't think they wouldn't have drafted Scoot if they didn't think he could hit that potential. But the Grizzlies roster around Jaw is better. They have veteran talent. I just think, honestly, at the end of the day, Aiton is going to be the thing that holds them back. Mm. Because now think of it like this. DeAndre Ayton is coming onto that team thinking, oh, this is my team. <laughs> I'm the top dog. They basically traded Dame for me. Oh, you know God. what I'm saying? He better like, not be saying that to himself. Bro, you don't think he's thinking that? And now I mean, I'm sudden, sure he is, which is the problem. But <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, so, look, I, hey, I, that I, might be good for him, though. You can feel that way just by, by age. I mean, Jeremy Grant, you gave him a bunch of money, sure, but he's not the vocal superstar he's not that he's a good player that you overpaid um but you know Aiton isn't a vocal guy either he's I mean he's vocal in the way that he's kind of like a well no but he's always been the young guy you're looking to get more out of on a team that has high expectations now he's got a little bit of seniority over a shade and sharp a scoot and a Simons I mean you can try to maybe that can help him in a way where you're not being ridiculous about who you are and overestimating your you know who you are as a player but it can still help the fact you've been in the league you know what it takes years in to help these guys and being in that that position might mature him when you take on a role of helping the younger player you know that could be something helpful to him I think it's it's an upgrade just one player compared to one player he's an upgrade over Nurkic maybe just based on health but I mean, uh, in I, health and youth, he is a better player than Nurkic. Yeah, without yes, like so individually, but I think in a team setting, you'd prefer Nurkic. Like, and there's I a reason that Phoenix the Suns absolutely. Got... Yes, you're right. The Phoenix absolutely would probably prefer Nurkic right now with everything else they've got going on. Aiton was kind of a hindrance to what they were trying to do. So, you know, different situations for different things. But I, I think this can be a huge positive for Aiton 
just in his career. Where Where is his career going from here? It's kind of a big crossroads of who he wants to be. How serious is he about being big time or not? You know, so this could be a, a even if it doesn't turn into wins and playoff success for Portland. I mean, it's going to be something to to grow him as a player. Um, and who knows? Maybe they get to want to trade him to. I don't know. He's going to average 20 and 10. Yeah. And I don't know if they keep him after the end of this contract. I mean, it's a long contract. Like they got four years. Up. It's basically they just signed him to a new deal. So right. he's there. Um, I don't know. It's similar to, I think, Jordan Poole going to Washington in a way. Yeah. I mean, because he's on a big deal already. He's going to play it out there. And you're thinking, oh, well, he can get out of that being kind of the scapegoat for the Warriors <laughs> or the scapegoat for the Suns. Now you're on this kind of crappier team and they're going to let you go out there and play and have fun. But I think you and I both agree. I don't think Jordan Poole is leading the Wizards to any success. And I think in the same way, I don't see DeAndre Ayton leading no. the Blazers to any success. The edge with DeAndre Ayton and the Blazers is that Scoot Henderson, you would hope, would hopefully become the guy. And it's not DeAndre Ayton. Oh, yeah, that's that has to happen. But you, the case for those two players, Poole and Ayton, where it's an absolute that their teams got better without them. So I think that's just something that says a lot about those two players, too. But I mean, yeah, Scoot will have to be the guy. And if you're a Portland fan, are you fan? Are you you glad you picked Scoot over Brandon Miller? Was that the right call today? Definitely. Oh yeah, no doubt. Because no Dame's doubt. gone, and you know now he you 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 want to root for a guard and a guy that can kind of run the team. And Scoot is eventually going to be that. Brandon Miller isn't that. Uh, he's going to be good. Like he's going to ha- ha- average, you know, nineteen six and three but he's not going to be um anything yeah. crazy crazy good like i think no. scoot has the potential of maybe becoming you would hope well before we move off of them let's just for fun drew holiday if we think he's really going to go i mean you got to look at boston their their situation with brogdon is not good maybe the health of brogdon not good maybe the happiness of brogdon they're not good already rumors of of trying to maybe trade Brogdon or whatever that scenario is. I don't think anybody knows for sure, but man, Boston would be an absolute, they would salivate over the chance of getting, you lose Marcus Smart and replacing him with Drew, man. I mean, that's an upgrade to me. Not maybe, right. maybe not by a ton, but Drew, you got to think Boston would salivate totally for Drew Holiday. I just don't know if Boston has maybe what, I think Portland wants, they definitely want a first round pick. They mm-hmm. definitely want like something young. I saw a rumor about Orlando Magic. Um, Magic or Magic are throwing their names out here in a lot of different deals. I mean, the Magic are looking to be players. Yeah, I mean, I think Orlando's right there on the cusp. They got a lot of good talent, young talent. They just got to kind of put it together. Um, I think we're still waiting. There's like a couple teams that could be the team that put it together and kind of reroute their course and we talked about i think houston on the last episode like that's a team where it's like they got it all together can they finally make it work orlando they got it all together their core is there it's just can they make it work i feel like we haven't i think last year that would be sacramento uh who kind of was the team that oh they finally are figuring it out i mean there will be that team this year i don't know who it is yeah whether it's oklahoma city being able to improve another year of age i mean okc is looking looking good for their future um memphis to the rise of job morant there's these teams that are 
have done things the right way. Um, I can see the Thunder, yeah. honestly, uh, potentially winning over like 50-something games and being a top three seed. I think I mean, Chet Holmgren be... is going to be uh, like crazy good, yeah. like averaging I, like 20 and 10. Yeah, I wasn't the huge Chet, wasn't the huge Chet believer, but you're right. They can win a ton of regular season games, and they really might touch fifty and and be that story this year. Right. Um, I was like, oh my god, to, the Thunder are the two seed in the West. Right, right. Just being able to run past everybody in the regular season. I mean, they they could definitely be that team. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, even if Portland decided to keep Drew, which I don't know why you do, that would kind of stick you in the middle of things um you know then you would have vets and youth with with drew grant and ayton you know and then which i you think have is this, good like i mean you need I that too. veteran talent who's scoot learning from anthony simons like drew holiday would be an amazing guard to learn from but is, is drew holiday at a point in his career that's what it all really comes down to does drew want to be a veteran mentor or is drew thinking I, I can still compete. I mean, literally the day before he got traded from Milwaukee, he was interviewed and he said, I can't wait to retire a buck. I love it here. And the mm, next day they yeah. traded his ass. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's tough for Drew, but I think he still wants to compete and be a a big part of a tip, uh, potentially contending team. So, And I think Portland yeah. definitely would value the picks, I guess, over the experience and – leadership that i guess he's going to provide because you know portland their head coach is chauncey billups so mm. if you need your young point guard to talk to a vet it's not bad no yeah i mean but as far as portland and their whole haul for this trade a lot of like anonymous gms a lot of people giving them major uh kind of crap or at least it, it coming off as if they don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? They're wasting all this time. It was not a positive look from a lot of people about Portland and how they handled all this. But now who's right in the end? Portland was. Portland was the wait to right to wait and not just give Miami what they wanted. Hell with them. It's not their job to make Miami a better this, team. This was a big shift in like the player empowerment, like a player just demanding, I'm going yeah. to Miami. You send me anywhere else, I ain't going. They're like, shit, all right, we'll just like have you wait here until <laughs> we figure something out or they can give us something we want. And then eventually, you know, it come, comes to a breaking point because it's like, Dame, are you really just going to sit here and not, you know, play and potentially ruin your legacy? Like, and yo, credit to Milwaukee, man. Like they made – and the Suns, like they got yeah. the deal done. Perfect three-team trade for everybody. I mean, this is is a everybody got kind of what they wanted, and I wouldn't be shocked at all to see like this time next year, Portland has shipped or or you know Drew Holiday and Aiton isn't a part of Portland. I could see that totally wow. being the case too. So you don't you think, I, I see. I think they they got Aiton because they think he's going to be a part of future plans, or at least in this time period where they're like young and know they're not going to be really contending. You go ahead and get the young center in a bad situation and hope. Hey, can you maybe try and reach the potential that you were supposed to hit, being the first pick in the draft, being picked yeah. over Luca and Trey Young and all these other guys. <laughs> so I guess they're hoping for that. I. I don't think that that can happen, but I, I mean, think maybe, Portland, you might as well try. Yeah, I mean, and they will. That's why I said this time next year, you get maybe it just didn't turn into too any wins, and 
Aiden was able to put up numbers and you feel like you can get a haul for him in this next cycle next year. Who knows? But that just kind of sets back the rebuild time. Um, and another year gone for Scoot and Simons and Sharp. And But, you know, I mean, you might be able to get a whole bunch for Aiden down the line. Who knows? But I, I don't know how you could pick this part, pick apart this trade from all sides of it and say it wasn't a huge success for everybody. I mean, we waited and waited for it. Miami's left out in the cold, and I'm kind of glad at this point. I did not like that how this was all set up that, oh, Dame's going to force his way to Miami, and I don't know. I just – I did not like the look of all of it. So, I'm just – I think it's a well, – And at the end of the day, Dame went to a better situation. Yeah. He's got – even though Miami was in the finals last year and they had the best coach in the NBA, Eric Spolstra, going to Milwaukee with the roster that they still have even after trading for you and playing with a guy like Giannis, I mean, that's way better than going to Miami, I think. Maybe not off the court and in your, you know, free time. Oh, come on, yeah. But when it comes yeah. to contending and winning and wanting to be a part of something, and that's another thing, like, think of the mindset of Dame and think of that mindset of Giannis like I know heat culture is something separate and different that a lot of people envy and want to be a part of but I mean Milwaukee and Giannis they have a little bit of that you know what I mean oh yeah yeah I mean I'm you know now we look at at the possibility of trading Giannis these were conversations that people were having you know is is Milwaukee nearing the end of all this and will Giannis leave I mean now just you had to make a move you know, it's all about trying to keep your superstars happy. And what will Milwaukee ever get beyond Giannis? I mean, they just were in the perfect position being able to have him grow into the player that he is. And now you go out here and make a major move when you were already a great team. I mean, just perfect for them. Perfect for everybody. I don't I don't usually think that's the case. I don't know when you can find perfect trades all the time, but this has to be one. That's right, man. Well, hey, look, I think we covered it all from all angles, all sides, what it could mean for the future, what it means for now. I mean, if not the biggest trade, definitely one of the biggest in NBA history. I mean, you're really talking about shaking up the league here. That doesn't happen often. Uh, but I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we'll continue our team breakdowns on the next episode right now. I mean, when a trade happens like this, you gotta just take all your time to cover it because there's so much to cover. Uh, a root, anything you want to add before we close it out here? No, we'll get back to all of our breakdowns. We'll have these teams coming up and, you know, we've kind of done a lot of it already for these teams, but we'll, we'll get back to our breakdown of every single team. Um, Lakers, Clippers, Grizzlies coming up, all that coming up. I know there's been talk from Paul George and what he thinks, what he's expecting out of him and his team for the Clippers. Clippers are always interesting to try to break down. So we'll get back to all that too. All right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and close it out here then. Uh, for myself, Nick Wiggins, and for my guy, Stephen Root, you have been double teamed.